Welcome to See We Do Have a Voice. I'm your host, Shelley Turner. Being diagnosed with breast cancer is where the discussion starts. Breast cancer doesn't care where you live. It doesn't care who you know, how healthy you are, how many initials you have behind your name, or what color your skin is. This podcast is a platform that will create discussion in order to help you find your story, your decisions, your information, and your understanding. Now let's get into it. Hi, this is Shelly and welcome back. We have with us today Ananda Lewis, who is currently in treatment, but you won't get it from her energy. <laughs> so here we go and let's get into it. Let's go. So yeah. how did you maintain your locks? I'm doing cold cap treatment, but I'm also ah, not doing traditional now. chemo. I'm doing a fractionated, insulin potentiated, very fancy, very expensive chemo that I'm hoping insurance will reimburse me for some of, but... I'm glad you're rolling. Um, it wasn't to keep my hair, though. Like if somebody told me what we're going to do is going to do all these horrible things to you, uh-huh. you're going to lose all your hair, but you're going to live 100 percent. I'd have been like, shave it off now. I'm not that. Oh, well, I did. To my I hair. did. It was like, right. And the, the, but I'm over here. Shave I my didn't head believe that was true because I'm not going to be a chia pet. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just didn't believe that was true when they told it to me because I already had too many examples of people who that wasn't true for is. See, that's why with, so I just didn't believe it with breast cancer and all the what they say, it's not always for you. Yes. So they give you a generic, generalized conversation right. and the promises. Right. And that are we, just for anybody who walks in the room. And we've talked about it on the show that um, everybody's not the same. Right. That's why. In fact, nobody is the same. Exactly. That's why they call it DNA, because we all have different DNA. That's right. So and we all have different ideas of what. Quality of life looks like. Yes, what healing is. Yeah, and And I think we have to really get a little more comfortable with death. Like, none of this is ever going to keep you from dying. None of this gets you living forever. Nobody leaves here alive. No. So what I'm really looking at, I'll just speak for myself, is how long and how good, because it ends at some point. And it's up to you to find your quality. Right. And I'm not interested. I mean, suffering, I think, is a part of life for sure. But there is a level of suffering I'm not interested in because I don't think it's necessary. Because you don't have to. That's a choice. Right. That's a choice, too. And I don't think it gets me healed. It's a choice. And you decide. But like I said, it's all about information. Yeah. And it's about. And until you have the information, you're not making informed decisions. So we have a lot of women. A lot of our sisters are not making informed decisions. Advocate for yourself. And if you don't, then you might have a funeral. Yeah, well, you and will have a funeral. And you'll just be the when, guest when of honor. You won't have a funeral. Yeah, you'll be the guest of honor, <laughs> and it's all could have been preventive if you just would have said, "I have one more question." Yeah. Or I didn't understand what you said. Or thank you very much. Let me go do my own research. Exactly. Or thank you very much. Let me go talk to somebody who's done it a different way. Or thank you very much. There's a whole internet available to me, and I'm not telling you to uh, go with what Dr. Google said because I've been dead four years ago. Dr. Google had me gone. Because it just would have been traditional and that would have been that. Right. And nothing else works. And I've learned for myself that's just not true. But what I've also learned is true just for me. Mm-hmm. A completely holistic, natural appro- approach also wasn't going to save my life or extend it. Because really, again, we're not talking about saving your life, maybe mm-hmm. temporarily. But, you know, the extension and the, the quality of it. Mm-hmm. And so that also wasn't working. I mean, going vegan and doing this all fruit thing that I really believed was going to be right and I, I loved how it sounded, right? It sounded good. I'm like, yeah, you know, we, our bodies, I almost killed my, literally, yeah. I really believe that had a lot to do with the spread that I've experienced. And I knew 
that cancer feeds off sugar predominantly, not only, mm. not solely, mm. but predominantly. I knew that, mm -hmm. but I thought that I was in a better place. And so I thought that, yeah, okay, now it's time for me to start healing and strengthening my body. And I'm not talking about it in a couple months. Like my January 2003 PET scan was stable, still had cancer in my breast, but it was no longer on my lymph where it started. It was mm -hmm. a three when it started. I had gotten it down to a two, took me a long time and a lot of work mm -hmm. on an integrative approach, but I did it. And then out of nowhere, because I don't know what happened and none of the doctors that I work with now can tell me what happened, although there are some theories, it just went it's And like, so cancer did, can do that. It's like dodgeball and you yeah. hit because it right. didn't work. And so the things you think you know, mm -hmm. you don't know nothing. You have no. to listen to your body, find solutions and be willing to be adaptive. You have to be willing to adapt to whatever to whatever is requires next. Right whatever now. is next whatever, whatever is, is next. next yeah and and knowing what that is is very difficult sometimes. and like you said you know you thought you were doing the right thing by doing you know the fruit and you know that whole thing my yeah. body's got to be loving fruit right now yeah, and, even and vegan. your body's like excuse me excuse um, me part of my body loved the fruit but it was the wrong part it was the wrong cancer part. was like thank you girl yeah to give me more you had any more papaya over there because I love that and you're wasting I had no your time. idea and you're wasting your time and money. And, and that's a key. That's a key because you mentioned that before that <laughs> how expensive it is <laughs> and you hope that your insurance reimburses you. But but the insurance will only reimburse you for certain things anyhow. And I'm doing maybe 10 percent of what I'm doing is reimbursable. And maybe. see, we had a guest on that talked about insurance mm. for people that have breast cancer mm. or cancer. I've never heard of that. I haven't either. And she said the government has is obligated to give you, you know, the insurance company is obligated to pay for cancer treatment. Mm. I was like, well, I need that on a billboard. Yeah. We all need it on a billboard because there are women that die right now because first they don't have the energy you have. Mm. They don't have the wherewithal to go beyond what the doctor says mm. and just live by the doctor just said, you got 10 months to live. We're going to try this and mm. we're going to try that, but we're just going to give you some more quality of time. Well, what kind of quality do you have when you've been told you're going to die. What kind right. of quality is that? Right. What do, you know, how do you describe and that what that quality of life looks yeah. like? Because they just told you that it's not going to work. And now that's implanted in your head. Yeah, because that's and now all you have. have the you have the vision. Around, yeah. yeah. And now you're programming yourself now mm -hmm. that you've been programmed. You've, you're agreeing with it. Yep. You take that in. that's all you have. And that's, that's how it becomes have. true. That's just like you said, it, the holistic, on my first diagnosis, I went holistic. Mm. I went into the uh, Chinese medicine mm. whole thing. Mm -hmm. I would have chemo on a Friday and be buzzing. I was like, oh, I changed drapes. You know, mm. it worked. I'd yeah. come home and clean. Did It, it kind of, it was easy. Mm -hmm. So the and second- you did dense dose, the full dose chemo, right? Yeah. Conditional, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first, you know, hair, like I said, the hair came out mm -hmm. and I told my uh, sister-in-law, I said, come can't just shave my hair off because I'm not oh. doing this one strand That's at a time. Wanted. Just don't do that. I don't want to do that. And I went to, it was called Capital Drugs at the time on Santa Monica. Oh Boulevard. my gosh, I know exactly they, where that they is. They used to have this whole, there was a girl. There was, it's a compounding pharmacy, right? Yeah, yeah. it's cancer. Cancer, wow. AIDS, a lot of that there. So this one girl, she helped me do everything. She said, you're going to take this, you're going to take this. And she said, then I'm going to give you a number to an acupuncturist and mm. you're going to go there. I'm like, oh God, I can't stand that. Do I have to go Needles there? In my but it worked. It gave me a, a sense of like peace during what they told me, you know, I had cancer. I didn't have a peace with knowing that mm -hmm. I had cancer, but I had a peace knowing that I could take this stuff, the herbs every day, go to the, you know, get the acupuncture that I finally got used to. After maybe two or three weeks, I was like, I love this because it worked. Mm -hmm. Now the second diagnosis, 
I'm good because I'm like, uh, get this lumpotomy, let's go, let's get the biopsy, let's get this chemo out the way, okay. You had the plan already I almost died. Wow. I almost died. From what? My white count went non-existent. Oh, wow. Because they were treating me more aggressive, which mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. They treat you more aggressive. So stronger chemo it, and a different one that's a, when a it harder comes back. one probably, yeah. So your cancer has come back, so we didn't get it the first time. With and it's machine. also now not going to respond to that same chemo, so they have it's to gonna switch say, it. it's, your cancer is going to say, Been there, done that. We did that. Mm-hmm. So they treated me more aggressive. I, I thought I was going to die. I had mm-hmm. sores in my nose. I had blood coming out of my nose. I wound up in the hospital, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And my doctor's like, well, the, aggressive, the aggressiveness of this treatment is because it came back. Okay, diagnosed in 1998, comes back in 2010. Okay, let's, let's be done with this. 2020, who is it? Hello. Exactly. It's me. Shelly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have returned. <laughs> it's me. Let me in. Because, mm. you know, we didn't finish. Mm. And it came back on the original side, which was the right side. The le- original yeah, the, is the right yeah, the left too. So, which is actually rare, I hear. But, and yeah. so when I hear stories about cancer and women, that's why I wanted to create this platform because everybody that has been died, every woman that has been diagnosed with breast cancer has her own story. And it's not like yours. It's not like mine. The understanding is different. That's right. The treatment is different. Your understanding is way different. Yeah. So to incorporate all these stories and hopefully allow it to be healing. Yeah. Because information is healing. And that's what the whole thing is. And like I said, with your energy, I just I just can't believe cancer's trying to bother you. you well, know, if you look like, at my blood work, the, the <laughs> blood work don't believe it either. Blood work's like, what? Tell me again, because yeah. I don't feel like that. But, I mean, it, it is. Really? <laughs> I mean, according to the PET scan, yeah, if you believe the PET scan, I got four spots on my spine and a, both hips and my back. It's so, oh, my gosh, I've said all this, and I haven't told some of the closest people to me the details. Uh-huh. Um, so, sorry if you're hearing that for the first time. Oh. But um, the reason I don't do that, mm-hmm. and, and I think I said this on the original 2020 um, sharing of what was going on mm-hmm. to encourage women to start getting their early detection, and the mammograms mm-hmm. really, I think, 3D ultrasound is the way to go. But because I really, really, really... I'm a believer in how energy works. I mm-hmm. think Jesus healed with energy. I think mm-hmm. Jesus was a quantum physicist. Because <laughs> he knew it all. He knew it, he and knew he did it, it automatically. That's right. And what we know is he healed with his hands. He healed with the energy coming through his body, right? And so for me, and I'm not overly religious as in mm-hmm. like churchy, but I think the Bible is beautiful truth. Yes, and I is. think that there yes, are real is. lessons to be learned if blueprint. we're paying attention, it's right? I think blueprint. people have manipulated it, but I listen to them. I'm going to yeah. read for myself. That's right. It's a and, blueprint. And yeah. it can't be edited. It and can't be redacted. And the blueprints, what they tell you is here's what the facts are. Here, here's what the bottom line is, right. right? The bottom line can't is be changed. energy is real. Yes. Love is the highest form of energy. Mm-hmm. God is pure love. Exactly. And that's what we're made of. And we have everything we need to do exactly what we are told to do, shown to do, and have been proven to be able to do. So that's where I start. On the blueprint, it's crystal clear. This Mm. is how you will live. This is why I created you to live. Mm. And I've given you life, so let's go. Let's go. And it doesn't matter if you get off track because a blueprint doesn't change. No, go back. You just jump back back. on the blueprint. Right. And if you get off track, just go back where you left off and pick it up. Pick up where you left off. And Let's get it. Right. Let's get it. So, so for me, knowing that going into this, and I didn't know it as fully as I know it now because mm-hmm. uh, experience learn. will you grow learn. your learning. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so now, now I'm in a new place with it. 
Um, but I'd always been at the place where I understood my body to be able to heal if I get out of the way and give it what it needs because my body is a geniusly designed self-healing machine. Created in perfection. Absolutely. And so if I start there, there are places I'm just not going to go. Automatically, some things are off my list mm -hmm. of try this or do that. Some things is not going to happen. No. And one of those things for me was anything that took my body down to a point where it could no longer do what I needed it to do just on a basic level. Not responding to your mindset. Yes. Exactly. And the energy of the healing was important to me. So mm -hmm. to complete the thought. Well, you not, have the energy. I would say, well, I, I would agree. My energy, <laughs> but I'm talking about like other people's energy too. And this is why I don't have that conversation. So That's most right. people go, they get a diagnosis or they get a bad scan and they go, mm -hmm. they go tell everybody how bad it is. Mm -hmm. For me, if you that speak just that, speaks it into me. Exactly. If you speak I don't that. care what the scan says. Let me tell you what I'm about to do. I'm, I'm about I'm to saying. go deal with whatever it is I need to deal with. You, you've given me an idea of what's going on. Cool. Thank you for the baseline. Now let me go over here and work. But I'm not going to keep reiterating the illness. No. I'm not going to keep giving power exactly. to the, what to the bad to, stuff. What you to, will give power. Absolutely. And if I, I did that on, on my first diagnosis, I had to let people, and I mean family members, know, I'm not speaking this for myself. I'm not going out and starting the conversation. Well, I have. I have. No, I have. Let's don't belong That's, to me. You know, they say it, <laughs> but that. You stop saying it for me because you. you're going around telling people, oh, Shelly has. Right. Did Shelly didn't say she has. That's mm -hmm. what they say I have. And imagine if instead of that, they went around saying, Shelly's about to be completely healed. How about that? Shelly's about to be completely whole. How about Shelly's about to be completely blessed and pulled out of whatever this is. And I receive all that right now. Receive it because that's how it works. You know what I mean? So I'm not giving anybody the ability to have some information. They're going to go keep. And I don't. people don't do it maliciously. I know that. People do it out of their own fear. And the people who love you most fear losing you the most. And so telling people closest to you is the most difficult because they're going to get the most afraid and they're going to do the most damage un, you know, haphazardly to you through that love that is filtered through the fear that they can't avoid. And so I just, I avoid the whole thing and that, for myself crazy. and for that, them. That's for crazy. Them. Like I'm on the, my behalf for them, for everybody. I'm like, let's just all ignore that bad stuff. Yeah. Because I'm getting the chills right now. You saying that because people speak on their own perspective. Mm -hmm. That's all so, they can. So speak if on. they know, Oh, well, you know, she's got cancer. Well, we're the whole conversation they're going to have with the next person is going to be their understanding it's going to snowball yep. and then Just. that next person is going to have a conversation based <laughs> on their perspective and what they heard that's from somebody else's perspective. So they never speak the truth about you. So <laughs> don't talk about me. Right. You know, don't say Just that I have cancer because <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And what is cancer? Yeah, that's why I said, what, what are you talking about? What are we even talking what are you about? Talking We're about? talking about malfunctioning cells that honestly happen in everybody's physical body mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And you just Why did they know. take hold in mind? Yeah. For a number of different reasons. I was a part of the worst gas leak in U.S. history living in Porter Ranch during the time that gas leak happened, and they didn't move us for four months. So I sat and breathed that air. So did my son. So did my son's dad. So did my two dogs who died within a year of that gas leak. So did all of us. But now let's pack on to my own exposure and and um, the yeah. layers that add to create your body going into a cancerous state, right? My mother and my sister have dealt with this. So is there a genetic component? I don't know. They haven't found one in any of the blood work, but we all lived in a house that had a mold problem. We didn't know about it while we lived there. Years later, when I did a renovation on that home that I grew up in you partially, there's the mold. Ooh. So now there's a connection, right? Stress. Stress is one of the number one fuels for cancer. Take your well, breath away. Sure. But number two, yeah. 
If you're in a stressful life mm -hmm. environment, that can be work, that can be relationship, that can be just the stress in your own mind because you don't know how to let stuff go or Whatever work through your issues. Whatever happens to you today could just stress you listen, out. You all of it. Know. And we choose to hold on to it. And, and by, talk about it. And, and, and perpetuate it, it. And give it life. And, and, and give it life. pity party to people so they can give add it. on to be, oh, I'm so sorry. And that's horrible. And, then, and there so they go. Fuel, off to the races. Right. They're off to the races. And now the so, horses no. run. So if you look at it realistic, if you get a real idea of mm -hmm. what cancer really is, is, how it's growing, then the benefit of having that clear perception for me is that you can do something about that it information. that's reasonable. Yeah, that information. and that's useful. Mm -hmm. And so energetically, I'm healing with a lot of frequency work, a lot of uh, emotional healing work, mm -hmm. a lot of, in addition to the fractionated chemotherapy, right. I think poison is necessary sometimes, but what poison, how much, yeah. and, how, and how, how we won't do how it. How poison is it going to be today? Right. Right. Now, yeah. I would like a, a shot glass of it instead of a yeah. bucket of it, yeah, if that's all, all I really that. need. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And if I can do a number of shot glasses for a couple of months and start mm -hmm. shaving it down and letting it in the shape, that's the path I would prefer. I don't want to have a bucket dumped on me don't that just ruins everything. All in one day. Right. It's like I heard this analogy and I said, I love that. I'm going to steal it. Um, and I don't remember where it came from. So <laughs> sorry if I can't give you credit. But it's like a city, like let's say Los Angeles' crime rate has gone up. People are doing mm -hmm. more home burglaries. Oh, my so God. we bomb the city instead of just arresting the people doing kill the burglaries. Like, kill everybody. I, I got to kill everybody. Yeah. I can't just go get the fools breaking in the house. Mm -hmm. I got to kill everybody. That makes no sense to me. No sense. It's not logical. And people think that's what cancer is going to do. It's going to kill everybody. Well, if you think that, it will. Well, chemo will kill everybody. Oh, if chemo. everybody is all your cells, yeah, chemo, yeah. full chemo is going to kill everybody. And that's what the whole thing is. Chemo will kill you. The cancer is not going to kill you. The, the treatment is more likely to kill you because it's going to kill every cell, every little, you know, whatever it's going on in your body, yeah. you know, all your members of Except your body. Except for the stem cells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for the cancer stem cells. So those suckers are going to survive. They live. And reroute. And which find is somewhere else. Back. Find somewhere else to go. But right. they're going to stay there. I've had these nodules in my lungs since before I was diagnosed with my first diagnosis. Wow. And every time, you know, we, we look at them once a year. And now since I had the third diagnosis, we look at them every six months. Mm -hmm. They're just hanging out. They're like, we're chilling. They're not growing. Don't come bother me. Yeah, they're not growing. <laughs> they're not moving. They Good. are just there. And Good. they're like, well, we can. I said, no, we can't. And we won't. <laughs> Why would you want to bother them? Because if you touch them, then I'm going to be real mad at you because I'm not going to let you. So let's talk about something Good else. Good for you. Why? Why? You know, but it takes that point? kind of standing up to. Well, you learn how to stand up for yourself. But once you've gone, yeah, once three you've times, gone through it. Three times and then initial one time. Cancer scared me to death. The first, the first day they called me at my job hmm. and told me that the cyst that they promised me it was. It was cancer. And mm -hmm. I lost it, of course. I fell out on the floor at my job. My boss was like, oh, my God. Called his wife. I was, oh, my God. Because the first thing you think is. You're going to die. Right. First thing you think die. is death. Well, like I, I said, let's get that out the way. I drove You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Not from this. No. But. So you drove later. where? I drove home. And, I, you know, I'm fixated on people on the street. Mm. How come. You didn't, it's not her. Mm. Oh, why is you it got me? The why me? And yeah. then you're looking at women yeah. and it's like, look at, she's got titties. Why are you getting ready to take mine away? It's like, really? Really? And you're why she get to keep her titties? Yeah. And you keep, you know, you're, you got a whole fixation. Yeah. And then you're scared to death. And you can't think of anything outside of that. That's why fear How? is so dangerous because How? it creates a cloak around your brain. Oh, please. It becomes you can't a center of attraction. And that's Absolutely. why in this platform, it's called See We Do Have a Voice because cancer, we're going to not allow you to be the loudest voice in the That's room anymore. Right. And if you continue turn the to volume down. Yeah, we're gonna turn the volume down. We're just gonna put a dark 
you know, blanket over you. Yeah. You know, we're going to shut you out because just like you said, you know, God gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And this is just another way he's going, you're going to have to send them down, mm. spread the wings, mm. hide me in the secret place of the most high God mm. and keep me there. Mm. Don't let me out until you say for me to come out. Yeah. Cause you're going to, this is where I'm going to heal. I'm going to heal in the light. I'm not going to heal in the darkness because right. the darkness will kill you. But that's a choice. And that's what I mean. But like I said, a lot of women get intimidated with the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. They get intimidated with the conversation of the, of the physician. I've Which had, is intimidating. Yeah, I mean, of course. These doctors sit and they know and be like, and oh. they know it. They know it. Oh yeah. And we've had some guests on the show where the, you know, the doctors like one particular one is a family friend where the doctor told her, and she did, she was one of the people that didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Didn't tell her family until one day she just fell out. And it was like, okay, because it's going crazy in you. So mm. telling her family, yes, I do have cancer. She goes to a physician that says, you're going to have to wait 30 days for the treatment because our chemo comes from Miami. Oh, my gosh. They had to import it? She, girl, that's a lie. Oh. Chemo is downstairs. In the, in the <laughs> fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got that in the cooler. And she didn't, and she didn't make it. Oh. But, you know, she waited till the last minute anyway. But you have a doctor telling a black woman that chemo is going to come from Miami. So we can't start your treatment for 30 days. Like, But if you don't know any better, you allow that. You know, and you, you don't know you can pick up and leave because they're not the only ones. With and the that's chemo. what I mean. The intimidation factor <laughs> or any kind of help for, yeah. a, for black women in general. It's, it's very different. And there, you know, I learned on this show that we talk about the the what is it? Oncologists the racism with mm. the oncologist. Mm. And one guest said, you know, the doctor told her where black women don't get mammograms. Choke her. <laughs> Choke her. It's like, are you kidding me? But if you don't know any better, then you're going to go with, you're going to go home and die. Nobody out here is different than human, right? They're all human. We I don't care if it's you a get doctor, shot, you cut us, human. we all going to die. Yeah. From the same but blood. cops are human. All their own personal ideas are their ideas that they now Wanna put through their job. So, right. of course, I mean, look at, we are in a society where bias is real. Right? Every day. That's, Every day. I have biases. I'm, I, I'm not exempt. It's just not based on race necessarily. Yeah. It's not, you know, but bias is a real thing for human beings yeah. to have. And so <laughs> I wouldn't put anybody on a pedestal and think that they're going to be the be all to end all of information because they are human. Whatever your biases are, if they're against me, obviously that is going to impact what you tell me, what you share with me, what I can. You're not going to be a block for me. No, but you're going to be a, a, a stepping stone or mm -hmm. nothing. But that's where the clinical trials come in. Yeah. And we don't get invited to those. We talk about that a whole lot. We don't get invited. We don't get the offer. Mm -hmm. And then when we do, it's a secret, mm. you know, because your cancer has just run rapid in your body. And we talk about that. That's why you're getting so sick because we're treating you off the charts right now. But we have this new clinical trial and you, we got to see if you qualify. Hmm. And when people tell me, oh, I qualify, that means you're getting ready to die. That's what that means to me. Put you through your guinea pig now. So yeah, exactly, exactly. But we want to we have this great and it may give you a quality of life. But what they're really telling you is like, at your stage of your cancer, we want to see if this works. Hmm. And then, you know, you're not going to make it. We know you're not going to make it, but we don't need to talk about that right now because we need you to be here available for this clinical trial because we need the data mm. that somebody at this yeah, level of cancer, we want to see how it works. Happened. So for the next person and one lady that we had on here, she said, would you sacrifice yourself to be that treatment for somebody in the future? Mm. You know, no. 
Now, we talk about bias. I'm going to say no, because no. I don't want you to do a clinical trial on me because of the advanced cancer, and I don't make it, but then you have the data for somebody that's coming behind me with cancer. Mm. No, I don't think so. I don't You're like, know. I'll pass on that. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends on the trial. There are clinical oh, trials so that have to do with drugs, and yeah. now there are more, anyway, I don't know how many, but more. There are more clinical trials coming up that have to do with protocols. And so when we're talking about a clinical trial for something like frequency medicine, mm -hmm. for me, it's mm -hmm. a little less dangerous. I think that's more in line with the kind of things that I would be interested in doing anyhow. But what I think is really detrimental is nobody ever tells you, change your diet, mm -hmm. start exercising more, mm -hmm. even when you don't feel like mm -hmm. it, get this vibration pad, get these things that help mimic exercising. Yeah. Start doing the fundamental things you can do for yourself that, you know, that we should be doing anyhow, that, that are, are part of you. good prevention. That are up to that you. Are up, that are only up to yeah, you. you. I wish somebody it. else could eat this nasty food I gotta eat yeah. sometime. Please eat this so I can go have pizza. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. If I don't do the work, the work is not gonna get done. Because you have to do the work. Because it's my body. And so there's this whole gray area of what we can do for ourselves mm -hmm. that gets overlooked. And that, for me, has been a place of real power and progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been able to see the shift in my body when I've changed the things that I can control. Okay, let's talk about that change. Let's talk about what you do. Well, first of all, like I said, sugar fuels cancer. But yeah. sugar is not the only thing. So what I do right now is very different than what I did in the beginning. Okay. What I do right now is a two week on, two week off alternating of diet. So mm -hmm. I go really strict keto, that's under 10 grams of carbs mm -hmm. a day. And then I rotate to a more normal, still not high carb necessarily, but mm -hmm. I'll, I'll increase the carbs a little bit, bring the protein down. It's like I'm in a studio playing with an equalizer board. Right, <laughs> right, trying to figure it out, yeah. Because cancer can use ketones mm -hmm. for fuel. But when I heard those studies and listened to the doctors that talk about it, one of the things that stood out to me was it's more advanced cancer. So I think of it like mm -hmm. cancer is learning and growing the longer it's in your body. And it's- It's getting learning. used to you. It's, it's getting, getting and it's getting you. used to the stuff you do. Yeah. And so I was on keto for a really long time. And then I think the, the cancer that my body is working through went, oh, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I can use that ketone. Keep yeah. producing those. And so when I figured that out, which it takes a long time to figure some of this stuff out. Right. Once I figured out, I said, oh, let me pull that back. Yeah. But the second big fuel for cancer is glutamine. Mm. Glutamine is one of the most abundant amino acids in the body. You can't avoid glutamine. But there is a protocol, Dr. Seafree talks about, he developed it, where you can press pulse the glutamine out of your system with a, with a chemical called DOM that you can get compounded probably at like Capital <laughs> Pharmacy yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, Capital's good. You have then. to have it uh, IV'd so right, you can't administer right, it yourself. Right, right. But there are different things you can do, uh, but you have to be willing that my favorite word right now is to be adaptive because as it changes, you have to change to stay ahead of it. Mm -hmm. And a big mistake I made, I think, for the window of time where things I could tell in my body were getting worse, but I, I wasn't, it wasn't time for a scan yet. And then I waited too long to get that next scan right. for a lot of reasons. But you can't let cancer get ahead of you. You have to stay ahead of it, or at least neck and neck. Well, but sometimes cancer is very quiet. It can be. Very quiet. But that's why the technology is important to take advantage of and use as well. Well, you mentioned mammograms. I had three mammograms and none of them showed that I had cancer. Yeah, and I haven't had one. I found it myself. But an, a 3D ultrasound might have shown it. 
because it's a more sensitive test. Mm -hmm. And it's the test they send you to when the mammogram has something funny in it. And we're like, we have to look a little closer. So let's start there. <laughs> let's start with that one. Yeah, so, so you might have to send me to that one anyhow. Yeah, mammograms are... Iffy. Iffy, very mm -hmm. iffy. There's something new coming on the market now called a QT scan. Yeah. And it actually, if you've yes. seen it, you lay and you, there's yeah. water on yeah. both breasts. And it, yeah. I've seen the, the results motion. of one of those yeah, scans. The and those are those are The motion fantastic. of the water will move away the, the tissue yes. and move away. Like and scoot it aside. Yeah, so and if there's a really tumor there, then it's like, it won't be so smooth moving. Yes. Yeah. But that I don't know sense, how though. far away we yeah, are from exactly. having access to that. Just like we were talking about, there's a new vaccine for cancer. Yeah. But how far away are we from that? Is that the soap? I don't know. I don't know either. But who's the one it? where they take the actual cancer cell and they spin it off of that and then no, put no, it no. Back this in. is oh. one to like a flu shot. Mm. Oh, a real preventative some, yeah, vaccine, preventive. not one that of the cancer. But it's like it. when? Who's it going to be for? Because I know you have who it you testing it on, and I know you have it already. I know it's in the refrigerator somewhere. You know, with the gloves, oh, it is in the fridge. Yeah, so it's Heck, in the, the med bed. I hear is in a is in a basement on. somewhere. In the in somebody's some using it, and somebody's already some using area fifty one. <laughs> somebody's already using it. Please. So, what we can do is the best with what we have, right? And but it's up to you to it's up to, to get to it. more. Yes, if you need more, because Absolutely. what you have. When you get newly diagnosed, you don't have anything for cancer. Cancer has everything for you. Cancer's yeah. in charge. Cancer's going to run the show. Except you can fast. You have that on cancer. Fasting for three days sends your body into autophagy where, especially in earlier stages, I wish I'd known all this stuff when I was in an earlier stage, but especially in earlier stages, your body, again, the genius body starve you're it. in, starve you it. starve it. You starve cut it. the fuel supply. I don't know any living thing that can't be starved. Starve. Cancer Because you included. use the word living. Starving means you die. Right. I mean, so the, the opposite of living is death and starving, you will die. Yeah. And cancer so, will die yeah. being starved. And so, but I, here's, here's the nice little twist. Too much fasting. I did a 14 day fast. Mm -hmm. And although at the time I did it, I believed it was the right thing. I came out of it going, huh, not so sure because Cancer will use it against you. It'll so turn the table can use on you. The autophagy. It'll eat you up. It'll eat what's, eating. what's available. Right. So you have to understand this balance, this smart window. It's different from body to body. So the getting in touch with your body, mm -hmm. all of it requires the fear to be put somewhere else because you can't even think clearly enough to start to imagine what else you can do besides just being at the mercy of, of there, a doctor or a therapy. Are, but or there a, you are with information. Yeah. And see, that's what it is. If at your initial diagnosis, if you don't come up with the mindset mm -hmm. or somebody's not helping you change your mindset, you're going to let the doctor run everything. Of course, because you're right then and there. You need to say, I, I'm in charge of this. Yes, I'm the boss. I'm, I'm the boss. See, sit down because cancer, you, you, you were loud. You were loud walking through the door. You were very loud. You got my attention. But you're getting ready to sit down. I'm going to shut the door. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, I'm going to come <laughs> open the door when it's time. But yeah. I'm getting ready to go to this door and this door and this door. And I'm going to open them. I'm going to see what behind door number one, door number two, yes. A, B, C, Z. Yep. What else is there that is out there for me? Because there's a lot. Because what you have, you just have cancer. So you don't have any answers for me. Right. I got answers out here and I'm going to go find them. I'm going to go listen. I'm going to go get some information on what works for me. Maybe this doesn't over here. Somebody says, oh, well, this worked for me. It worked for you. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Might not work for somebody else. And I You're wanna, in a different I, yeah, body. I want to know more about it. And, oh, you know, that really didn't work for me. Yeah. And keep on going until right. you find something to work for you. If you are interested in your quality of life and everything that it promises you, yeah. 
God says he's giving you long life, he's giving you strong life, and he's giving you life more abundantly. Mm-hmm. He didn't say don't go out and find abundant living. That's your gift. That's your treasure. And it's there for you. So don't let cancer take Yeah, You got to work. Yeah. You got to do the work. Just like yeah. you're talking about exercise. Nobody can exercise work. and lose those 5, 10 pounds for you. That's it's right. only going to come when you get on the bike, when That's you right. get on the treadmill, That's right. when you put the cake down, when you put the ice cream down. Right. <laughs> when you that, put listen, yeah. I'll put my hand on up on that one. When you put the donuts down. Yeah, it's like, uh, Ooh, that I know it's a struggle. And you have to change your lifestyle, first of all. Right. And it's a lifestyle change. <laughs> and we can't change our lifestyle for no it's reason. So, hard. so now when we have a reason to change our lifestyle, ooh, I have to do this. Because mm, no. I look at my. Yeah, I mean, but you don't. I mean, you, there's consequences either way. You don't have to do it. Well, but don't be mad that you don't get to live as long as you want to. And don't be mad because you waited too long. Because those are choices, all of them. But you, you know, I will say there are machines that I think, um, and I'm not as into the conspiracies as some other people I know. I don't, I don't necessarily think that our government is trying to keep stuff from us in order to harm us. I think there's a different reason, but the end result is that we're harmed nonetheless. So whatever, that's not the point. The point is there are machines like the Cellsonic. You can research the mm-hmm. one that uh, that is it has been used and is being used as a standalone cancer cure, what they call it, not me, mm-hmm. in many other countries, Mexico, Spain. Oh, uh, yeah. Other countries are way sonic. more advanced than we are. It immediately first. flips the voltage of your cells, mm-hmm. which if you go into the energy side of the healing of this, one of the mm-hmm. main ideas is that the cellular voltage in a cell that is cancerous is mm-hmm. bottomed out. It's basically Disappears. dead but won't be die. Well, yeah. Dead but won't die, right? Right. So there's no voltage in there. It's very low. Mm. And it is way under what your normal cell voltage mm-hmm. for a healthy, thriving cell and, and even further under what a cell that can be regenerative right, would have. Right. This machine flips that voltage and ups it immediately. And I, I don't even like to say it out loud because I still feel weird about having the experience because I would hear about this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe work, maybe not. I literally had my C6 was, was uh, and there was a huge tumor in my C6. And my son was teasing me because he was like, mom, you have like a hump on your neck. And I couldn't see it. It's behind me. But uh-huh. he would keep, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of lumpy. We didn't have any idea what it was. But it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this was before this October PET scan. And got the October PET scan and that, told us what it was. It was, a, it was like a six centimeter tumor in my spine. Mm-hmm. And I did one treatment of this freaking cell sonic machine. And in 20 minutes, this was flat again. And it has never risen back up. And that was two months ago. And he was the one that noticed it was flat. He was like, mom, it's gone. what? And the doctor who I'm still working with, I have about three doctors now, Mm -hmm. she felt it too and had felt it four days ago or whenever. And she said, whoa, that's crazy. But did it take care of it other places? No, but it took care of it there. So even in your body, things are going to respond differently in different places for different reasons. And for me, it's really about having the discernment. Mm -hmm to align myself with the things that feel right for me mm-hmm. and not letting someone else's discernment be right. mine, right? Have it be not your, your own. understanding. And not to be afraid of things or reject things just because they're different from what you've been taught to believe mm-hmm. is what's going to work. Because you have to look at the, the stats. It's mm-hmm. not working. Mm-hmm. We're still treating cancer the same way we have for 50 years. Standard. And it, <laughs> it's standard. And do some people survive? Yeah. Yeah. But the people who need to survive, the ones where they turn you away and say, you're already like a four, we can't yeah. help you. 
there are still things you can do. There are still things that can be done. They just don't do them. They and don't so don't let me. their limitation be your limitation. Right, because if you stop coming to them, they won't get a paycheck. Yeah, and I mean, so that's a part of it. But listen, ain't nobody treating you for free. No, <laughs> so no. I didn't I didn't get this machine done for free. You're all, Listen, be prepared to take out a loan. And that's <laughs> what I mean. And that's what I mean. You don't pay either way. That's what I mean. The things that you're talking about are so advanced. Yes, but they're not that expensive, but they are very advanced. But just they're advanced. Mm -hmm. And when people only think all I have is insurance. Yeah. There are so many organizations out there that probably don't have the information you have. Mm. So the information that you have is so important and it's so key just to let the listeners know that you don't have to stop right here. Yeah. Because what did she say? Well, we, you know, we want to deeper. Yeah. We want to know about Get that because, shovel out. because you can dig that hole. Yeah. And at every time you dig that hole, there's another treasure. That's right. Because it's not a rabbit hole. You're not going to fall into the rabbit hole. No, you're going to abyss. Yeah. You're not just going to be out there searching and searching. Yeah. You're going to search and find. You're going to search and find. Yes. And then and find. search, find, apply if yeah. you want, see what happens, and then abandon it if it doesn't work. Yeah. Not saying everything's going to work. We've just said people are different people, different things going to work for different people. But don't be limited mm -hmm. by what someone else is telling you your outcome is going to be or your experience is going to be. Because unless you've done it, you mm -hmm. don't know what it's going to be. You need to find for yourself what it's going to be. And I'll tell you that as difficult as this journey has been for me in many ways, mm -hmm. it's also been one of the biggest blessings of my life. Because I was because just getting ready to ask you, what is so different about your life now prior to? I would not know what I know. Right. I would not have met the amazing people I've met. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to use, you know, a voice that for 20 some odd years I mm -hmm. was able to develop in television mm -hmm. and hosting things people loved and right. becoming people's, you know, favorite on TV. Mm -hmm. I never got to use that for something I felt was valuable. I was doing fun things. Mm -hmm. um, Teen Summit was absolutely valuable. So let me say post Teen Summit because that was my favorite job to this day. But you know, that voice became more frivolous mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. in the other things that I did. And as right. a 20-year-old, 20-something-year-old, that's fine. That's the time to be frivolous. Yeah, go but ahead. But now as a real grown woman, as I'll be 51 in March, I am grateful to still have the ability to use that voice that I built, but now for something that can save lives or at least prolong them but you have and the increase platform. that quality of You have it. the platform right. to change, and now you have the people that follow you that followed you because of that right now are listening to what has happened in your life and you're still able to talk about it. Right. And I'm this, super grateful for that. With the that same energy. Rare. And they're like, wow, that happened to you. It's like, well, what did she say? Well, let's turn it on. Let's listen to her mm -hmm. because now you have a story. You, you're still out there, but your Working interest is every day. Girl. Yeah. I got chemo every Monday for the your, next four months. Probably. But your energy has been <laughs> redirected yeah. to a cause. Mm -hmm. And that's valuable yeah. for my people, for yep. all people, for people. Yeah. Right. And that feels like a more valid, quality, uh, purposeful life for me. Because now you do have a purpose. Yeah. Your purpose is night and day now. And it's probably bigger than I can see. But even, the great you know, part right is now. that they're still hearing the same energy. Yeah. From, you know, the TV <laughs> days. Yeah. From the TV days <laughs> to the interview days. And it's like now it's like, well, how come she still sounds like this if she's got cancer? Didn't she say she had not cancer? What they told you it was. Yeah, it's like because 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 you know because it's a choice. This is how I'm dealing with it. Mm -hmm. My diagnosis, my way, yeah. and only my way. And because I don't give cancer any power. That's what it I said. No, I give it, it no you power. Take it back in the whatever. room. Whatever. Take it back in the room. Yeah. 
because and put the put the the darkness put it back in darkness yeah, you don't get to do that because to you're going to live in the light and cancer will never put your light out yeah, and that's absolutely. what it sounds like when you speak to your audience now she's got cancer doesn't sound like that well tell me what cancer sounds like right what's it supposed to sound like yeah what does it sound like because you know it's like i'm 66 and every <laughs> wow that's amazing you are gold <laughs> see how big my eyes got <laughs> no, it's like, like Pop out my head! But wow. it, it, I love it. I just, love us. It's just, it just oh, doesn't oh. matter. You know, cancer doesn't matter to me. I've had cancer. Cancer is gone. Yes. And a knock at the door now would go unanswered. Mm. You know, I'm not coming back to the door. Mm. I don't even <laughs> look. Through the, I'm not even looking in the peephole because it's like what? You know, absolutely not. And people even it. say to me, "They I love well, it. What if it comes back?" Well, why would you ask me that? What? Yeah, what, what's, what in your mind what, what if, would make you, know, you? Yeah, what if, what if, what if, what, what if, if? What if, what if, what if the plane I'm on, like what? Yeah, what Anything if? Can, we are alive on the planet. What are you going to do if it comes back? And I had a doctor ask me that. Well, how are you going to handle cancer if it comes you back? Did a doctor ask you that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A head of, head of oncology. Oh, you know her. Yeah. <laughs> head this. What did you say? I told her it's not. That was my answer. I said, well, it's not. And that's not the answer she wanted because she wanted a discussion yeah. of what I would do if it came back. What frivolous, I think cancer, what a frivolous I think, use of your... <laughs> yeah, because I think cancer's really afraid to come back now. Mm. Cancer knows that there's no room, there's no vacancy here, yes. there's no cracks, there's no crevice, there's no room for you to come in. Inhospitable environment. Yeah, there, you know, nobody's hosting a party here anymore. <laughs> so cancer, I, cancer can't come back. And that's... I love that. Will not. I wish, like, you know, I wish it would. I would be so angry. Oh, I wish a cancer yeah. would. I would be so angry. It would it would hate me like, ooh, she's not having it. We got to go. You're right. You got to go. You got to flip yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, because she's not fun. No, I'm not no, fun I'm with not that. Fun. No. I'm not going to throw a pity party. I'm not going to no, sit here and never cry again. let you have me. Never again. So nope. it, do, it doesn't, it just doesn't exist that way for That's me. That's so powerful. Yeah, it, it just doesn't. And like I said, your energy is so amazing. Because, I mean, cancer has to be scared of you because it's like, I hope it is. It's like I'm she's, doing this. she's doing this. She's doing this. Well, how does she know about that? You know, well, who told her about that? Right. Cancer wants you to be in the dark. Ignorant. Cancer mm-hmm. wants you to it not ask no ignorance. questions. You know, live in ignorance. Yeah. Die in ignorance. Because and fear. You, yeah. Oh, God. You're going to be fearful in the grave. And I, I wish I would. <laughs> I wish I would. I, Life is too precious of a gift to give anything, the opportunity, any to disease, to any sickness, and, and any person and any situation and mm-hmm. any, anything, mm-hmm. don't let anything make you feel like that. This is your life. Can't you give you your life? No. So it can't really take your life. And no. if it does, there are some cancers that will take your life. Well, but find the your, quality. They'll take your body. Yeah. But they not, can't take your life. That's your right, life is going, your light. We going, we going. That's home. right. So now. And listen, <laughs> I always think too, like if we even we want to just look at the, the fear part for a minute. Yes. Okay. So we're afraid of dying now. So what's that mean? So I had to look at that. And there mm-hmm. was a time when this first was going really bad and probably like August mm-hmm. that I did have a moment. It was never panic or fear. It was just like, let's be practical. Everybody's yeah. going to die. Like, so if this is closer to the time for me to be out of here, how do I want to leave? I want my yeah. son to know where this, 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 yeah. this. I, want, yep, I started putting a box together. <laughs> yeah. You know, I started doing things. You prepare. And, yeah, you, you pre- prepare. Because we prepare for everything else that yeah. we expect. But we this prepare is for ine- retirement. We know we ain't going to forever. This is inevitable. Right, so One why are we preparing for it more? One way or the other. If it's not cancer, it'll be something else, but Someday. it will be something. Someday. And how do I know 
Because the, the real problem with death is is not necessarily the person who's dying. It's mm-hmm. the people who are left. Oh, yeah. They, That's where the, they, the, the, the grief and the, you they're know, the all the all the fear that comes up is how they're going to feel when we're when we're gone. But here's the reality. You're going to feel like that no matter when I go. And whoever you whoever I lose, I'm going to feel like that, too. That's just part of what the reality is of, of loss. Yes. Right. But how do I know? Because of what I believe is after this. Mm-hmm. How do I know that the people waiting on me, you know, they've been missing me. And, and, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see them. Can't and, wait. and so I, I'm not, this isn't closure. It's, it's a, it's it a is a celebration, a but you just, you're not going to look at it like that. I think we need to start because it, we're causing ourselves a lot of stress and strife and, and we're missing an opportunity to celebrate death like we celebrate birth. And that's why when people call it a celebration of life, because that right. is, we're going to celebrate your life. But it would be nice to celebrate people before they're gone. Give me my flowers now. Yeah. <laughs> and and when we know people are at that point where their bodies might be failing them soon, mm-hmm. let's throw them a party or something. Like, I don't know. I just feel like we need to shift how we do this death thing. Instead of everybody coming over just to look at you die. Yeah. Let, like, there has to be some something. Don't Like come. a love me now party. Yeah, don't you know? come. Don't come over here yeah and if you don't want to see me while i'm still in the body when it's failing don't bother showing up to my memorial in fact i don't you know i'll say publicly i don't really want a memorial i i feel like we should have been hanging out while i was here if we were Mm going to hang out don't wait till i'm gone you look at the funeral and oh it's a thousand yeah no just save your money in here don't don't do it you just want to go it feels fake to me on some level i'm going to so-and-so's funeral day okay i'll go with you well yeah I i don't i really don't do funerals i just think it's the wrong thing to celebrate Mm. Okay. And I will do a, a private, personal uh, closure and mm-hmm. goodbye mm-hmm. for someone who I love. Now, I say that, and I'm like, no, there's a bunch of people, if they had a funeral, I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I love them. <laughs> so I take, I, you know, I don't know what I do. I, re, I, I take it back. I take it back. I don't like funerals, let me say that, but I will go when but it's you necessary. Know, <laughs> cancer has caused a lot of funerals. Too many. Yeah. 1,600 people a day. And that's, that's, Is that, I don't know if that's globally or, yeah. or nationwide, but it's a, a huge, impossible number to comprehend, whichever. But I just um, want women who have been, been diagnosed, are in treatment, that have survived. Mm. It's a choice. It is. You either succumb to the diagnosis, with a, which are just words. Somebody just told you a word. Yeah. Planted a thought in your head. They don't own your life. Their life doesn't belong to them now. But now it's up to you what your life is going to be now Mm -hmm. after this. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you. And you have to really love yourself, Mm -hmm. really know who you really are. You may have children. You may have a husband. You may be whatever relationships you're in. And those relationships may change. Yeah. And you are. Oh, no, they will change. You're going to lose some people along (laughs) the way. Yeah. You're going to lose some people along the way. I know women that have lost their spouses that just left. You know, I had one girlfriend, her husband's mother told him to leave because so he wouldn't get cancer. <gasps> because she thought it was contagious. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So That's, and he left. Well, and he left. You know, what's interesting, Shelly. The, there's a number and I don't know it, but I'm going to give you a bad quote. That's on a okay. true fact. <laughs> um, the number of women who are diagnosed with breast cancer who then leave relationships mm-hmm. as a result of it is like 50 to 60 percent. And when we look at the stress induced cancer situation, Mm -hmm. we understand Mm -hmm. why. Women who stay in stressful situations, the longer you stay, the more likely you are to get sick. And what cancer does is come and gives you an invitation to change the things that you should have been changing 
anyway. And it's a, it's almost like a reminder that you, you, you don't have forever. And let me just kind of tap you on your shoulder and remind you that uh, you need to clean this up before you get out of here if you want to. And here's an uh, opportunity here's to give you a little push because here's your opportunity. this is going to wind down on you quicker than you want it to. Maybe not even because of cancer, but cancer, your body malfunctioning in this way says to you, you, there are things that need to be changed in your life. And you can choose to take the invitation and go, yeah, I'm going to change these things. Right. Many of the women do right now, or you can choose not to right now, but either way, because it's going to eliminate you if you don't, you you will be eliminated from the situation unless you take control of that situation. And I would say not just eliminating the stressors. That's an absolutely imperative thing to do for all people, especially Mm -hmm. women right now today. And that's removing the thing that, so like a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. I hate the mm-hmm. good and bad terms, but we'll use them because people understand them. That's eliminating the bad thing. Mm-hmm. But add the good things. Add the things and you love to do. And that's your choice too. But that's yes. your choice too. And because I contemplated, like, wow, is this going to kill me? Am I about to, am I dying sometime soon? And mm-hmm. I said, no, I will fight for my life. And mm-hmm. then I said, do I like the life I'm fighting for? Mm-hmm. This change is a lot it. of work to do change for a life I'm not loving. Change it. And that's all it takes. Because cancer is going to change your life. Now yes, you change will. your life. Now you change and cancer will have to and change. And that's you staying you. a couple steps ahead of it. Yeah. You be proactive about it. Yeah. And say, okay, you're here now, but let's go. You're not the focus anymore. That's right. So I'm getting ready to go over here. You can come if you want to, but I'm going to be over here doing this now. What you going to do? Okay. I have chemo today. We're going to do go do chemo. Mm-hmm. But after chemo, I got something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I got, I, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to do whatever it is for you. Yeah. I'm going to do something. Whatever it is for you. Well, we know it can't be drinking. <laughs> There's no alcohol. We know you had to give up some things, but, um, the things that you can do, the things that are good for you to do, do more of those things because then you will be developing the quality of life that makes it worth it. But you know, the key to that is you have to know how to do that. You have to know how to do that. You have to know how to change. You have to know how to do better. Yeah. And that's a choice too. Mm. And it's a learning, you know, you can learn how to do that. That's been a very interesting part. I was going to say difficult, but really it hasn't been that difficult. It's been mm-hmm. interesting to mm-hmm. figure out how to adjust myself as much as I needed mm-hmm. to because there, there is no roadmap for that, right? We're, we're really taught to stay the same. Mm-hmm. We're taught that staying the same is where it's comfortable. Don't change too much because mm-hmm. now... We don't know because we don't know who you're going to be if exactly. you change your message. Now That's I'm right. nervous because I, know, I might not now? know you. That's but right. when you can shed that and you go, all that is needed to change is to follow. But you got to know Follow the shift. But you got to know how. Go with the flow. You got to know how. Well, for me, it's the relaxing into it because you might not consciously know what you're doing, but you know how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what it feels like to lean into something as opposed mm-hmm. to leaning out of mm-hmm. it. So when change starts to come for me, this this feeling comes up. And when that feeling comes up, that used to be like, oh, no, to, you know, I, I'd like kind of panic and get mm-hmm. anxious about stuff. Now I go, that's the f- feeling. That's the indication that I need to go ahead and lean into it. And do oh, it. Oh, I just, just need to go it. ahead and go. Just do Go this. with it. Exactly. So it's reinterpreting kind of our own body's responses mm-hmm. to things. But you have to pay attention to that yeah, response. And paying attention is the key. Yeah. And you have to know that you're having the response to even. And right. it feels, it doesn't feel so bad after all. Mm-hmm. It feels way better <laughs> because you're doing your part for you. I mean, especially as women, we do so much for everybody, everybody else, else, every minute of the day. <laughs> and 
we wear ourselves out. We stress ourselves out. We just came through this holiday season. I mean, we're the most stressed out people in the holiday season because we're the ones that make it happen, especially for the children, pretty much for the whole family. And, and what do we get out of it? Exhaustion. I mean, some of us enjoy it and we, we, we are exhausted and can't wait till it's over and undervalued and nobody cares. Nobody right? says I mean, thank you. It's so like, at oh, at some point, why don't we just go? I don't want to do that this year. I would like to do that. And I think, let's see, let's two years ago next year. Yeah. Two years ago, <laughs> I think I just didn't get a tree. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. But no, now but this year I had chemo on the 26th. So I was home prepping and my son was with his dad and I mm-hmm. had to really I had some sadness that day, but I didn't have any regret. I had the real strong gratitude of being able to focus on myself Mm -hmm. and that I had, um, my child had a father who was willing to take extra responsibility. That knows what time it is. Right. And that I could let go mm-hmm. because I've been such a helicopter mother. Of course. Which we has all been are. good for him, yeah. but also bad. Um, to, to let go and let him be somewhere else. It was the first Christmas, at Christmas I never even got to like hug him or mm-hmm. see him. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult, but the difficult things are important to do. And just because it's difficult is not an indication that it's not for you. Sometimes no, that difficulty means, is, come on in here. Come on, get this difficult. The part of the change. The change yes. is part of the difficulty. Yeah. So, and I learned that too and just watching kind of how God was doing things in my life and how mm-hmm. life was shifting and things would come up. And I'm like, what is, this is not what I'm supposed to be experiencing or what all the things we say. Why me? Like you said, mm-hmm. when you're watching mm-hmm. the people after the diagnosis, it's like, mm-hmm. why not you? And because you can handle this. Yep. Just dig deeper. Because God's not going to give you anything that you can't handle. And you have to remember that. You have to hold on to that on those days where you feel like you're going to just fall out and die. Which are many days sometimes. And you feel like that's what I want to do because this is a lot. God, Yeah, I would rather do that than handle this. But there's nothing that God puts on us that he has not already equipped us. Yeah. And also reframing what we think is of as good because Mm -hmm. we get stuck in this. Well, that's good. And that's bad. And Mm -hmm. what about whatever is happening? And if you believe things are happening for you and the right thing is happening for you, even if it doesn't feel like the thing you want, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's not the right thing. This isn't the thing. It's uncomfortable because you you haven't done it. Yeah. No, this is not the thing I wanted, but this has been the right thing for me in a very weird way. And if I can stretch my mind to accept that Mm -hmm. I can step into my ability to do my part to not only get through it faster, mm-hmm. but to help other people along and, and share my journey, or at least at least be able to say, you can get out the other end. Yeah, and it might go like, you know, this and roundabout, but there's a back door to this. You can get out. There's you just gotta door. keep you just gotta keep looking forward and not right. let all this stuff behind you mess you up. I want you to know that you being here today was more than a gift during the holiday season. <laughs> and appreciation is not giving you enough credit because you walked in here with the energy that is healing. You walked in here with a badge, <laughs> letting cancer know I'm here. And, Heads up. Yeah. And I really, Aww. really appreciate your time. And like I said, you know, you're going through treatment right now yeah. and it's a pleasure that you took the time out that you wanted to do it. And the energy that you brought in here, I'm grateful. So I want to thank you for taking the time out and wish you the best on this journey because the journey should be afraid of you. Hey, (laughs) because you are are certainly on the journey. But I just want to say thank you to you you and mean it. And thank you for having this platform for us. I love it because I love it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, everybody that every woman that has been diagnosed 
you have a story, mm-hmm. you know. And you're creating a roadmap. A new one. Yeah. A new one. A Thomas so, Guide, even. Yeah, There's really. Nothing you're going to find. It's an old school. But I just <laughs> want to, you know, wanted you to know that you were more than appreciated. Thank you so and much. And thank you for taking the time out. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Make sure to follow and rate the show wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is produced by Rainbow Creatives with executive producer Matthew Jones. Producers, Steven Selnick and editors and mixers, Rob Johnson and Stefano Montelli. See you on the next one.